0: I'm Dan Potter, host of the KRMG Morning News, and these are the Damp Otter Files, conversations with Tulsa's most fascinating people. This time we're going to conclude our conversation with Tulsa restaurateur Justin Thompson. He is about to open, he says by the end of November, he hopes, he will open Isla's Southern Kitchen and Provisions downtown across from One Oak Field. It's a place named after his daughter, and while Justin's other restaurants have been mostly fine dining establishments, this one is for the whole family and it focuses on Oklahoma comfort food. When we left off our conversation with Justin, he had talked about almost losing his business in 2016 and how it reset his life, got him to refocus, and eventually led to him quitting drinking. I asked him exactly why he quit drinking and how.
1: That happened um, right around my 39th birthday. I decided I was going to take just a year off of of drinking. I I was just was not being productive as much as I wanted to I was you know every night was was having a little too much to drink before I went to sleep and and um, got to the point where, where I just just wasn't giving me what I wanted in life and wasn't something that I, I wanted anymore and you know I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with alcohol in general I mean I don't care if other people drink you know have fun do whatever you want to do I just know that I don't have that off button you know Whenever I got to start drinking, like there wasn't a there wasn't an end until I fell asleep, um, which is why I never drank during the day. I always, you know, waited till after work, and you know, it was just a yeah, it was it was a it was a bad time. Um, but I can tell you, you know, quitting for that year, and then when I turned forty, deciding oh, I don't really miss it, so I'll, I'll just keep going. Those are great decisions, you know. And uh, how I quit, um, honestly. The first couple of months I quit drinking, um, I replaced all those alcohol sugars with a ton of ice cream. <laughs> so like every night was like a, a pint or two of ice cream, different flavors, and you know that was my that was my way of like of, of calming my uh, cravings was you know giving myself a ice cream fix and a treat yeah, yeah a treat um, hey I made it another day let's go yeah um, I still enjoy ice cream but it's not an everyday thing now so well and now you've embarked on a personal fitness journey too. I just know that I, I feel better whenever I go to the gym in the morning and I've not been able to recently. I've been so busy with this place but um, it's again one of those things that I'm not perfect at. I try and I get better and you know there'll be a, a week where I go four or five days and the next week I'll go one or two days and you know it's I know that consistency is important but in my mind consistency is just it's showing up. You know, whether it's every day or every other day or whatever I can get to, and um, and just having that intention that that's what I want my life to include. I want I want my life to include going to the gym and being able to be active with my daughter. You know, hanging out with her. She's she keeps me running around all over the place. So uh, yeah, it's. I think that the big takeaway in my health journey and my decisions is that. You just have to be patient with yourself and give yourself grace and celebrate the small successes. I mean, if you make it one day without having a drink, you know, pat yourself on the back. At least tell yourself you did a good job, you know, that one day. If you miss the gym one day, go the next day, you know. Um, It's not about affection. It's just about the effort, I think.
0: And success is not a straight line. It's a very convoluted ups, downs, Squigglies. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's yeah. It's, and success doesn't look the same from uh, every angle. Um, I mean, you, you, I bet there are people that, that view me as being successful, and I still don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it because I, I feel like I still have so much that I want to do and so much that I can do. And That's another thing is aptitude. You know, the ability to do things. I feel like if you can, you should. You know, I'm one of those people. If I can help my community by supporting a nonprofit, then I should. like that. I should do that. Mm-hmm. Not just make a choice to, but if you have the ability to do something, you should do it. Just two more topics, and I know you're busy. I'm going to let you go. But I mean, you
0: talk about this community. Tulsa, to me, spawns some pretty good restaurateurs. I mean, you, Elliot Nelson, Libby Billings. Mm-hmm. There are multiple small entrepreneurs who started young and really have built little restaurant empires here. Is there something
1: in the culture, the food culture in Tulsa? Um, man, I don't know. Yeah. I've heard that Tulsa is a great place for test ground, test market for restaurants. Um, but that's more of a, a national or regional chains. Um, as far as the independence, I, I think it has a lot of to do with the, the people that live in Tulsa. People live in Tulsa are also people that, that tend to travel or, or, you know, because our cost of living is a little bit less expensive in most places. And so at least the people that come into the restaurants here are, are a little bit more well-versed in food and they have higher expectations. Um, I, I honestly believe that it's the, the expectations of the average diner in Tulsa that, that drive people like myself and Elliot and Libby, people you mentioned, to achieving more, to doing better, to proving that they can be just as good as people on the West Coast or East Coast. Um, and I think that 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 challenge—that you know, hey, I can do it here. Why, why can't we do it in Tulsa? You know, uh, I think that's kind of been the driving force for a lot of us. Is you know, we see it in other cities. We see you know, great independent restaurants that are, are doing great cuisine, and um, why why shouldn't we do it here?
0: Okay. Isla's name is on this building. She was i take it in some ways an inspiration for this place mm-hmm. tell me about your daughter and and about this restaurant
1: well so she loves to bake um she does not like taking instruction um so when i'm trying to teach her things sometimes there's quite a bit of headbutting going on um, <laughs> I get that. which she's strong-willed and so am i so is her mom i mean it's just the way it is um but the the motivation mainly was that, you know, I love cooking with her, and I love making food with her, and I, it's that it's that family bond in the kitchen that really is what I wanted to tap into with this restaurant, and not just parent and child, but grandparent, too. Um, I remember my my mom's mom, my grandmother, cooking all the time, and we'd go down to Oklahoma City to see them every other weekend, pretty much, and and... You know, Thanksgiving dinners and just Sunday suppers, and um, just that feeling of walking into her house and having that smell hit your nose right away, and, you know, her wearing the apron, you know, in the kitchen and running up and giving her a hug. I mean, that's, that was kind of the whole feeling of, behind this restaurant. And being a parent and having Isla that I, I cook with and feed, you know, all the time and, and teach all these different things that I do it just all kind of made sense to put it together into one kind of family restaurant. Most of my restaurants are, you know, they're for date nights. They're for celebrating special occasions. They're kind of, you know, nicer restaurants. And this one, I wanted to make casual, family-friendly. I wanted to make sure that everybody in Tulsa, you know, could dine here and have a good time here and, and you know, have a taste of, of what my experience with food was like growing up.
0: And maybe get a flash of their Mimos food growing up, too. I um, so. It's, it's funny because when I was a, a kid, I think, as, as a kid, you think that your, your aunts and uncles and, and grandmas and grandpas are just always cooking, and that's, that was just part of who they are, and that's, that's certainly true, but now as I get older, now that we've, got, we've just got our sixth grandchild over the weekend. Congratulations. Well, thanks. It, it's, it, now I realize it's deliberate that it, it is a very deliberate act by grandparents to make sure that they're cooking something when the grandkids come over and, and that they, you know, draw them into the kitchen. It, it didn't seem deliberate when you were a kid, but when you're a grandparent, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure this happens.
1: Right. It, I mean, it, it was their way of um, providing just, you know, hey, look, I can cook for you. I can feed you. I can make sure you leave with a full belly. And that's, you know, something I always loved about my grandmother is that I, I always felt Fuller when I left her house, not just my stomach, but my heart, my head, my you know, it just, you know, spending time at grandma's house, grandma's house gave me life. Like it just gave me more, and that's. I hope that people experience that here. I'd love for you to show me around a little bit. Uh, Well, so we're in the bar area right here. Um, See, we still we have all of our everything's here. Everything like. And so the bar wraps around one of the one
0: of the pillars of the in yep. the restaurant. Is that a structural?
1: Yeah, yeah, all the yeah. pillars here are structural, and um, and of course we, we built the mezzanine above us. Um, oh wow, yeah, right. So this is a <sighs> major endeavor. Um, the ground floor is fifty six hundred square feet. The mezzanine seventeen hundred square feet. So it's a it's a big it's a big restaurant. You're going to have a lot of beers on tap, it looks like. Yeah. Um, we're going to have uh, 12 beers on tap, four cocktails on tap, uh, and then an additional, um, uh, I think, 15 or 20 more beers on top of that. Um, Cabin Boy's Brewery did a special brew for us. Uh, we're calling it Mimala's Farmhouse Ale. <laughs> uh, perfect perfect beer for um, fried chicken and chicken breast steak and, ah. you know, that southern food. So. Yeah. Um, and I I love that we called it Mima's. I just <laughs> it's perfect. I never called my grandma that, but a lot of people do, and I think but it's great. So. I just threw down the Mima here a second ago, so I feel justified. So this is our main dining room here. Um, we've got uh, banquet booths along both sides near the other windows. We'll um, seat about I think fifty or so people, fifty or sixty people in this area, and about mm, thirty or forty in the bar area. Okay. And then this is our and, and this is mezzanine seating as well. Oh yeah, we'll go up there. We'll you. Okay. Um, So this is our kitchen, open kitchen, um, and it's a pretty massive kitchen, too. This is just the the hotline you're seeing right now, but then we have a back kitchen here and then another back kitchen for our market space. Uh, So bathrooms down this way. This room is just our dish pit, just this one room. Simple. Huge dish pit. Uh, Back kitchen that way, which step here? This is our prep kitchen back here.
0: Holy cow! Right. Yeah. Oh, look at the walk-in.
1: Right. So we got a walk-in cooler, walk-in freezer, um, and this is where we'll do a lot of the prep for for the market. So meals ready to go, um, sauces, dressings, you know, beer, wine, um, staples. Like if you went to the store and forgot butter, we got a pound of butter for you down here. One of the things we're working on right now is is actually uh, bagging up our our specially blended flour that we use in the bakery uh-huh. so we're going to start selling that in grocery stores pretty soon where'd you too. source that at yeah. uh shawnee mills has been blending our flour for the past few years and um has been doing a great job and so you use them at ferrell too yeah, the, yeah at ferrell, this is all for ferrell oh, all yeah for ferrell, okay. so yeah ferrell's ferrell's flour that we do for our bread Gotcha. that's what they're going to start um we're going to start selling two fit. pound bags of that in grocery stores so, oh, we'll have cool. that too. so this is the market wow um coffee espresso all from double shots uh, they're helping us with our, with our equipment, setting everything up here. Uh, we'll have a few tables here for early morning diners. Somebody wants to come in and have coffee and pastry. We'll be open at 7 a.m. So, you know, there's 200-plus people living right above, so you can come down and have coffee. For the market, we sell products over at Farrell, and we'll sell products here from Dale & Daughter, uh, from Knight, uh, Con Farms, um, lots of different local made in Oklahoma products. And, you know, we're not trying to make everything around. If somebody's making chocolate covered pecans and they're awesome, I don't want to do that over. I don't want to try to do that again. I'll buy their stuff and sell it, you know, resell it. I mean, we want to support other people that that we work well with, and why not, you know?
0: Something I've always wanted to ask uh, uh, the walls here are pretty well unadorned right now. Right now, yes. But any time you have a restaurant with a theme, or any restaurant, the decor plays such a big part in it. And I think all the tchotchkes that I see on walls and and things that look like antiques but i know probably really aren't where do you go shopping for that kind of stuff
1: <laughs> um a little bit everywhere yeah. there's not like one there's not a one-stop shop it's not like you can go to you know target and find everything you need you know <laughs> um honestly there's there's been times i've been driving down the road little antique store pull out the side of the road buy something you know it's just a little bit here and there wow okay so this is our private dining room up here beautiful view of the ballpark Yeah. yeah Great views. Yeah, that's one of the best things about this location up here is that you can sit up here and watch a game and not get out in 100 degree weather, right?
0: <laughs> oh, wow. This is actually huge. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, love we'll these high top tables by the window so you can, again, watch a game. Watch a game, yeah. Booths here along the wall. This. This is pretty interesting. Yeah, so,
0: what's going on here? We've, we've got, an, separate from the mezzanine, another area that has a white picket fence and a couple of uh, benches that look like they have wagon wheels on them. What, what is this? So
1: so this space initially was supposed to be um, open wood rafters for an arbor, you can see down below. Okay. Structurally, we had to use steel, and so we, we couldn't end up doing that. Well, the problem is... We can only use a certain amount of square foot up here on the mezzanine based on the square foot of the footprint. So we can't actually use this. So I'm gonna turn it into a porch scene. Oh. I have old, old bicycles, rugs, rocking chairs, benches, stuff like that. You know, make it look like, you know, someone's porch. Where'd these benches come from? Oh, those I found on Amazon actually. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> There's some bicycles around here. Yeah, this one. like old yeah old like rusted out 50 to 60 pound bicycles <laughs> these things are heavy <laughs> as hell oh God. Uh, but i got these from a um someone used to work for me she posted them on facebook saying hey i'm well, gonna get rid of these and there's three of them and i thought man that'd be pretty cool so yeah. uh, use it for decor
0: they have a little tableau up here a little country porch tableau
1: that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean i wish we would use the space, but you know it's a it's a code thing so okay.
0: banquets are beautiful thanks
1: yeah, I like the uh, the kind of dark reddish wood tones with mm-hmm. the mustard yellow and blue colors I think are yeah. pretty cool great palette thanks. so again seeing all through here so up here there's what 20 or so tables and again um, 5 of them Five four tops right by the windows, so you can look at and watch a game from up here. Windows open up whenever it's nice. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: So, you still think in November?
1: I think, uh, right, after, I think right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're not far off. It's... We've got a couple of mechanical things um, HVAC and the Vent Hood we gotta finish up. But other than that, then it's just clean up and everything up, so you're already, th- you already thinking of your next one. Um, <laughs> well, not really. I mean, the plan is to do several of these. Oh, um, yeah. I really want. I really want to multiply this one. I think this is the kind of concept that um, that would go great in Jinx, Bixby, Broken Arrow, Wasso, and I haven't expanded those markets yet. And frankly, I get asked weekly. When are you gonna open a restaurant, in Jinx? When are you gonna do one in Bixby? So, might
0: as well do it. Oh, one more thing before we leave Isla's Southern Kitchen and Provisions. Justin tells me that on his menu when they open will be something called the Isla's
1: Southern Kitchen Challenge. Come hungry. What is Isla's food challenge? So, did you know that Oklahoma is the only state that has a state meal?
0: Yeah, I think I. Yeah, I think I did. It's it's chicken fried steak's part of it, right? Yeah,
1: chicken fried steak, biscuits and gravy, barbecue pulled pork, cornbread, fried okra, strawberries, pecan pie. Pecan yeah. Pie, so basically, I took the entire state meal and recreated everything into one big meal um, that weighs about four and a half, five pounds. And if you eat the whole thing in forty-five minutes, then. So you get a t-shirt says you're a champion it's got the tulsa driller on the front totally cute get your you know get your name on you know trophy and picture taking all that good stuff and you know if, if you fail the challenge then you get a t-shirt that has a big fail across the front <laughs> so um just something for fun you know we'll, we'll see if My people want to do it and and if, and if people don't want to do it for the challenge it's great meal for two yeah like it's a great dinner for two people to share so it's gonna be fun
0: Again, Isla's Southern Kitchen and Provisions as of this recording is scheduled to open just after Thanksgiving downtown across from One Oak Field. My thanks to Justin Thompson for spending the time with me and giving us a little sneak preview of Isla's. I'm Dan Potter. Until next time, I'll see you on the radio.